Do the hustle. <laughs> uh, I ran out of steam there. This is the LoadingReadyRun.com podcast for November 8th, 2008. Hooray! Hooray! 8-11-8. Uh, a day that will live in... Nobody will actually... Nobody will really care. No. 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 On this day... Loading Ready Run made a podcast. Yeah, you've just set it up for some sort of horrible international disaster, Paul. Yeah, if there is a horrible international disaster today, I'm going to feel really bad. You should feel really bad. The stock market crashed. Oh, wait, that happens every (laughs) weekend. (laughs) No, it doesn't happen at all in the weekend. The stock markets are closed. You know what? If the stock markets crash today, then Paul's really bad. Fucking weird. How'd you do that, Paul? So, you know, we don't normally open on the weekends. Let's just see what happens. (laughs) Oh, my God! (laughs) No one bought or sold anything. It was a terrible plan. (laughs) So, uh, Paul is here, and Jerry's here, and I'm here, and James is here, and Matt is moving his car. But he will be here. In my guess. So we're all just going to wait for him. By moving his car, he means getting a coffee. We're going to sit here in quiet while Matt <laughs> waits to do it. <laughs> do the uh, hustle. Do uh, the... We're actually not going to wait. Yeah, no, no, fuck that. Yeah. No. This past video, we did the hustle, episode two. Yay. Yay. Some of you weren't expecting us to hustle again so soon. But we yeah. fooled you, didn't we? Or something. I think we fooled you. And I believe we did say every day we're hustling, not just some yeah. days. Yeah. We've actually created 30 episodes already. Yeah. It's painful. Every day we're hustling because yeah. it's, you know, based on our day-to-day yeah. happenings. I yeah. mean, there's large amounts that are fabricated, such as the pants that I'm... I don't actually wear those pants around. They didn't... They originally did... The original sticker price of those was... Uh, it it was actually sixty bucks. I was gonna say I thought you had a deal on those. I did, I did. They were they were marked down to twenty and then a further fifty because <laughs> the bay was really, really, really trying to move their uh, their Olympic stuff because it looks offensive. And the Olympics was over at that point. Yes. Too. To clarify, that was the Canadian Olympics uniform. Yeah. But was that actually the uniform that the athletes used? I don't. I don't think so. I think it was just the Olympic apparel. I'm not actually sure. the The Canadian athletes did wear some really stupid looking stuff. They looked like they just got up at their dorm and were late for biology class. <laughs> like they had like a shoulder bag and stuff. Like like the U.S. came in all wearing like slacks and blazers and stuff. And uh, they have money. I know. And like <laughs> some other people came in, you know, wearing like traditional dress, and we looked like you know. We'd I'm just sorry, run, James, run across the... Did you just say the U.S. has money? Across the... Well, they had money then. They have little money now. Oh, it's because they were in China. And yeah. that's where all their money is. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Clever. It makes sense. Um, but, uh, oh, good. Matt's here. But uh, something else that did happen uh, in this video that uh, taken from reality is... Uh, Jared beat Morgan Bill at Dota. The demise... Yeah. The demise of Matt's iPhone. Indeed. Yeah, so, you know, people are saying that we, we spend a lot of time either talking on the phone or breaking phones. Um, it's because we do both but, in real life quite frequently. Yeah, yeah, both James and Matt have broken their iPhones since they got them. So uh, In my and, defense... And, the and one, basically the way they showed. Yeah, exactly. But in my, well, yeah. In my defense, though, the one I broke works again. So, haha, I have two iPhones. <laughs> and Paul has three PS3s. <laughs> yeah. uh, and a well, cartridge and a pear tree. Before we get started, it should be noted that... Uh, James falling into the water 
totally his idea. He, it was, he, yeah. he wrote the, he wrote that, that entire, bit of the script. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he scripted himself yeah. to fall into the water. I so was that just sort could, of it was it was a thinly veiled excuse to punch me in the face. Which yeah, yeah oh, I yeah. also did by oh, mistake. Wow. Yeah, I did I did most of the rest of the script and I was like, James, I'm putting this bit in here labeled James's story. You come up with whatever you want. So and everything from Everything from uh, the beginning of that scene with you and me to um well you're a bit not the beginning of the scene it's but just all the, the voiceover uh, stuff right yeah basically from when you're like all right i got my story yeah all right i got my story and up then until, up until you go on about the i hope you're i hope they buy it because there's a bunch of fucker uppers there and all that stuff like that yeah up until the up, fuck upping bit because the the, the yeah. stupid the beeping thing was James the, idea yeah well. the beeping I, thing I in, the, joke, in the dumb the, i got this little thing that makes my phone ring <laughs> you suck yeah, I don't, of course. Although Matt informed me there is, in fact, a program for the iPhone that will let you do that. Yep. It's pretty hilarious. Which actually came out just after. Like, it was out this, just this last week. Ooh, nice. So, uh, maybe, per- we maybe they the stole the idea. I was just thinking, perhaps the, uh, the creator of that program is a fan of our website. It's possible. I want to give us about the royalties now. Yeah, right. Right, yeah. Except it's a free app, I think. No, it's a dollar that or something. Is, what? Is that it? That one was free. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, so. But you're saying there's actually multiple fake yes, call apps. What, what, what Xbox are you actually on, Matt? Your second I'm on one? my second, but it's on its last legs. I had... You you know how I only played forty five minutes of Fallout last night because of uh, the movie we were going to. Yeah. Two disc read errors in that time. Wow. I've had at least one every night I've played the game since I got it, huh. and so it's you, not the disc. Save often, man. Yeah. The uh, I I think that three sixties as they get older the drives do wear out on them. Oh, like yeah. I had one that my first three sixty died in ten days because the drive was defective, but. My uh, my current one, I have noticed that it's it's stalling to load, like in the middle of play a lot more. That's what um, mine's doing too. So uh, I think that uh, it might be on its way out. Mm. So the uh, that's a shame. The I don't know how we managed to miscount, but there are only nine. Shut up! Don't acknowledge that. They've already they've already called it. It's not a secret anymore, Matt. Don't um, lend credence to their. Claims. But uh, that was. That, I I love that that uh, montage. We basically came up with the ideas first, and then and then and then I left town, and they shot it. So, <laughs> oh, there were some of them that we came up with. The, the basketball one, I was quite proud of. Yeah, because yeah. what what was in the script was just exactly the words that Paul said. Yeah. So, including Bill three times, no mention of how exactly Bill had done it, and uh, so I came back and I captured the footage, and I'm watching, and I'm, then it cuts to Matt up a stepladder. <laughs> Putting his 360 in a basketball hoop. That, that was that was his 360. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah unlike uh, uh, we realized afterwards that we really should have said Matt's uh, PS3. Yeah. Because we've got a cardboard PS3 that we could do whatever we wanted to. Yeah. yeah. But we uh, said 360. So, yeah, that was – and in that shot uh, with the uh, 360 in the basketball hoop, uh, James is actually lying yeah. on the, on on the, the ground, ground. below it. On the ground ready to catch it if it falls out, which – to uh, be you fair, know, he would never have been able to do, and it probably would have killed him. It wouldn't have killed him. It would have been not very pleasant w- for him. Would have been better for your three sixties than hitting concrete. Yeah, it would have I was just good. trying to be nice. Yeah, I know. I would have put my hands up. I, uh, Worst I, that would have happened, I would have broke my wrist. We, we, if, I, I realize some of the people on our uh, forums are physics majors, so um, if you don't <laughs> mind, look up the uh, the weight of an Xbox three sixty, and then calculate its force. The force with which it would hit James after falling from the height of a basketball hoop. No, but not a regulation of it. It's an eight-foot basketball hoop. Yeah. So it's so yeah, eight, feet up, eight feet I don't know. How much does a 360 weigh? About 13 pounds, I believe. 
13 pounds, 8 feet. It doesn't seem that bad. No, it doesn't seem that bad. I don't think it would have hurt. I mean, it would have hurt, but I would have at least been able to save your Xbox, theoretically. Well, falling with gravity, how much would an Xbox 360 hit the ground with? Like, what? how much force would an Xbox 360 hit the ground with? With James with. Uh, Fair after uh, falling from it's, 8 feet. Uh, Knowing, knowing the physics majors on our uh, on our forums, it would probably be it would make like a ten ton megaton, <laughs> yeah, megaton exactly. explosion. We're, we're I think we we've got lots of big big picture physics majors. You know, they yes. they like making things explode. It's true, but this is a simple calculation. So it's uh, probably an online thing. I don't know if that's what Jerry's looking up right now. Uh, I was looking to see if I could find anything, but I have not. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so the the uh, it, it was great when we were doing the, the all the shots of James out on the dock. Uh, you know, obviously we could only shoot him falling into the water once, uh, and so we were like shooting. It's like shooting all the shots of one angle and all the shots. Like, okay, do we want like a reverse one of me standing on the shore and maybe a wide shot of him with the ninja? Uh, well, do we really need that? Let's do it let's anyway, do it just in case. And it worked and out really well. Let's shoot, yeah, let's shoot here just in case. Let's shoot this way just in <laughs> case. <laughs> what angle do we actually want to have him fall in and do all the stuff? Because we just we, we I was we realized afterwards that we really should have gotten multiple cameras on it. Hmm. And then we could have had like the what, like the fall from all the different angles. Yeah, but, which would have been uh, fun. But oh, well. that was, that was a funny shoot though, because I mean, like we went out there. That was the second dock we went to. Uh, yeah, the first one there was a lot of traffic and just a boat. And ramp. there's and like, yeah, yeah, there's this there's this old guy fishing on that. Dock yeah, I know that was the best the part. Side, and he asked us to go like we were doing it off the side of the dock instead of the front of the dock because he was fishing on the other side and he didn't want us to. Uh, just frighten the fish when James fell in. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was a little, uh, I was a little dubious of his asking us to do that, considering we had been at the dock first. No, oh, whatever. First. It didn't really matter. Honestly, it, did, it didn't matter. Actually, and, he was know, using whatever. it for actually truth be told, to be used, but it worked out better. There's no way we could have gotten the, the 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 angles we did. No, I I, I mean it, it did end up with us getting a, like we got a good shot and it didn't cause us any problems but yeah. quite frankly we were there first we were already using the dock <laughs> and if he wanted to fish he could fish around our using the dock it's a public dock oh well whatever it doesn't how, really matter how how uh how cold was that water it wasn't terrible i mean it was i mean it was shocking right because you're not especially it's the fully clothed bit that really hurts mm. it like because you get out and you want to dry off, but you're just standing there in wet clothes for a little bit. So, I mean, it wasn't too terrible. You brought a change of clothes, though, right? Oh, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest anybody go jumping into Elk Lake in uh, the end of October. But, eh, it could have been worse. There could have so, been leeches. There, oh, there could have been leeches. I thought about that afterwards. I'm like, huh. Well, what we missed was that uh, in the video was the awesome splash. Because he made a gigantic splash that doesn't, like, it cuts true, just yeah. as he hits which the is, Which is... That was Paul's idea, and yeah. someone said in the forums, it, I, I think it makes it that much funnier yeah. that you don't see it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That is the sound, though. That yeah. is the sound from James. Oh, is it? Yeah, which is cut off just before you resurface and go, Wah! Um I'm sure and if we if Tim does a loading time for it, you'll see the splash. But, I, uh, yeah, there was an instance that I discovered when I was watching the footage where James inadvertently punched Jer in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the, uh, the ninja fight uh, was, was a little too realistic. Yeah. Well... We we practiced it at half speed, right? And then we did it at full speed, and I wasn't quite prepared for full speed. Distances were misjudged. Yeah, exactly. And I just sort of clocked him right in the nose, which is funny because you'd expect I would be the one clocking you in the nose to yeah. misjudge distances. But um, I it this the thing was too. I was wearing the mask, 
and so everyone present, including me, was unsure of how much damage had been done. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, holy fuck, I think I just broke his nose. And I was like, holy fuck, I think he just broke my nose. <laughs> I, amazingly, it didn't bleed, it didn't yeah, do no, anything. It, it was, did he hit you just... Did you, did you hit him with the sword or just with the, your hand? No, this my the sword Actually, was in hand. I, I'm pretty I, sure it was my hand. I discovered you. afterwards that what happened was, and I discovered based on the damage that had been done to my face, <laughs> um, that you had punched me in the nose, but that the blade had grazed just around uh, here. Because, okay. like, for a while, I think I can't remember whether, whether it was Matt who was saying, "Oh, I it's a that, dull sword." I thought the way. sword hit oh, yeah. you in the eye. And I didn't think that it had. Uh, yeah, I thought the point hit a sword and taken a right over the eye. But well, no, that would have been a freaking possible. Later on, I just I think it's probably healed now. But I had I had a cut that was like down here in my eyebrow. Really? You can't you can't see this if you're listening to it, obviously, which makes this great radio. But there was there was a cut down here in my eye, which I figure is where the blade must have impacted because it was like really like straight. Mm. Well, it's a dull, um, it's a dull blade, so it must have just been the force thing. It, yeah. it would have been, yeah, yeah, because I mean, I can still feel the bruise there. So, huh. um, but yeah, and then across the bridge of my nose, I had a bit of a, a bruise slash scrape. Yeah, but, but uh, surprisingly, no blood, no nothing. I was, yeah. I was Com- like, oh, thank commitment God. to comedy is what that is. In, yeah, exactly. In like uh, at at like age four, I remember being in daycare, and in daycare. Like, my friends and I, you always get hit in the face, right? You get, like, you fall off a swing or a tree or whatever. And I had a friend who would get bloody noses all the time, and I would always get clocked upside the head. My nose would never bleed, so Hmm. it Uh, seems to... You are know. you sure that you actually have blood? <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe you're some some sort of uh, plant material. I'm a, I'm a Dalek. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh. Wow, that sucks. I know. <laughs> Please don't exterminate me. <laughs> um, let me see what else there's. That's why you can only see out of one eye at a time. <laughs> ah, <laughs> the eye stalk, yes. You know something else with this video? The apple joke. Good lord. Oh, people, uh, I can't believe how much of a it's, stir that caused. Like, ridiculous. It, it probably would have been more obvious if... Because like, someone was saying that it's... Because the, the iPhone didn't actually get dropped into the water, right? It got dropped into the... It, it was in the laundry. Right. So if it had been like apple into like uh, the dryer or, or the, the washer the or something, machine. that probably would have made it a little more clear. It's true, but we would have had to have that entire conversation in the bathroom. Yeah, it, yeah. Been I mean, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't have worked. But... Well, Graham could have shoved the apple into a pair of shorts and dropped it into the pitcher. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, that's true. That would have worked. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a little excessive. Yeah. I like that some people said that the first time it was like, okay, I guess that's kind of funny. And then the second then when the callback happened, it was it was hilarious, which is good because that was what was supposed to happen. Or, or lots of people said that they didn't get it until, like, the second time viewing, at which point it became hilarious, which is also fine. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, uh, what else was was going on. It was unclear uh, that I don't play Dota. Right. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. I tried to figure out some way of actually getting in the, an explanation of Dota, but it seemed really forced and awkward, so I didn't. Uh, it's a Warcraft 3 mod. For those who are, sorry, map, as Morgan is want to remind me of every time. By the way, shooting the scenes with Morgan and Bill being beaten by Jer, because Jer doesn't play Dota and I don't think has ever played Dota. I've never touched Dota. Yeah. Uh, it was really annoying because they were trying to rationalize how Jer would actually beat them, like in, re- like in reality. Because they're both very, very good and they take it very seriously. And uh, you could tell that they were both, you know, 
a little uh, a little peeved at the at the implication that Jared would be able to beat them. And they were like, well, I guess if, you know, because if we didn't know it was Jared, then, we, you know, then we'd just treat him like any other normal person. And if he was using this character and doing this, then I guess maybe if he did that, then you could sort of, you know, maybe have a chance of beating us. And I had to just be like, look, just shut up and fucking do it, okay? <laughs> it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter how. It's a script. No one's going to actually believe it, okay? It was it was my idea from the start that I would... Yeah, that, that, I was like, I was like, Jared, this is what's happening in the episode. What do you want to do? And he's like, uh, I should be beating Bill and Morgan at Dota. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I like it. Because he's, cause he's getting back at them for, his, for the, uh, the missing person posters thing, which uh, hopefully came across that that's, that's, that's what all the phone calls he was getting were. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so perhaps we should have made it clear that Jeremy doesn't actually play Dota, but that uh, before even before this video went up, that was intended to be to it'll come up that Jared doesn't play Dota. Yes. So continuity, continuity. We'll call back to that as it be, wasn't. Speaking uh, of which, anybody who was annoyed that the whole thing with the you know Super Nintendo or the Nintendo and stuff doesn't get resolved, that's the point. Right? Yes. It's, uh, that it's entirely series. possible that uh, that that will be developed more at a later date. Mm-hmm. And and no, we don't intend for a piece of uh, a piece of electronics to die in every episode. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. just sort of how it how it worked out. Electronics are really important to our lives. Okay. Yeah. So when they die, it's like losing a member of the family, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> a member of the family who you don't really care about that much, and who you. So it's you it's know, pretty much just years. like in you know a comic books event when. You know, like, Master Commander, the DC hero you haven't seen in, like, 25 years in comics, suddenly shows up to be part of the assault and goes, hey, guys, and then there's this glorious flashback that shows all the best parts of his life, and you're like, oh. He's not going to get out of this. No. Yeah. Master yeah. Commander? I made up the name of oh, okay. some guy. Okay. Captain uh, Redshirt. Yes, exactly. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Oh my god, Captain Redshirt's dead! Or he turned out to be a scroll. Oops. He's dead. Not totally unexpected, I gotta say. Alright, he'll come back to life. He was Captain Redshirt. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of what else. It was fairly straightforward to shoot. Um, a little, little confusing to have to run all run over to various different places. Yeah, but this one was, this one was even more spread out than the other hustle, I think, in terms of shooting. It was spread over quite a few days. Mm-hmm. If we got a Figure out a way of streamlining. Um, I'm trying to think. I love your your oven mitt. Your weird, like lobster claw oven. Mitt. <laughs> a, yeah, silicone uh, oven mitts for. They're actually really really good. You can like hold a, uh, hold like something coming out of the oven. You just be holding. I'm mean, just like holding it. Huh. Now where was that thing I was going to put it in? Where <laughs> corrugated. Did it? Yeah, it's uh, they they. It's amazing. Some sort of crazy super plastic silicone stuff that doesn't absorb heat it's cool so and also it looks like a flipper <laughs> so even after putting it down you could touch the the, the glove where it was holding and it wouldn't be hot. not not well it's you know warm but not hot at all yeah. huh. it's quite cool you know as opposed to a regular oven that which is basically just you know well, it's fabric. Basic fabric i actually use a similar a similar thing as like an oil brush mm. for for like frying stuff Right, I've got a silicon oil brush, and you can yeah, put it it's, on, it's, you can put it they, on they anything. Make, they make all kinds of stuff uh, out of that same silicon thing. It's just anything that needs to be really hot and also flexible. Yeah. Well, there we go. Hot and flexible. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, that's what we're ready to run. <laughs> the uh, montage of taking stuff out of Morgan's room. 
It was pretty entertaining. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Morgan got pretty. Up. We 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 tried to put everything back, but there was a couple we, things. Apparently, that we, missed. we missed a few things, and so we're like <laughs> for the rest of that shooting throughout the day, I, we kept hearing "You dick holes, where's my?" <laughs> yeah, and then Matt actually left with Morgan's twenty. Yeah, Matt actually <laughs> took Morgan's twenty bucks. Have you given him his twenty back yet? Yeah, he <laughs> uh, yeah that was that was pretty hilarious um but uh yeah i'm just trying to think the uh yeah because the last scene we had to shoot on a different day as well uh that is that is pretty close to how matt's iphone demised itself other than the fact that he was drunk he wasn't uh he wasn't reinhardt skipping though you were just running running Okay. You want to give I was, a? I was at a flat run. Like, man, I just dropped my phone again. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have next next episode of Hustle figured out. Now. Matt drops phone while recording podcast. Yeah. yeah. No, I was at a uh, a full break run, and uh, yeah, so uh, it it blew pretty hard. We should explain just maybe briefly what Reinhardt skipping actually is. Yeah, because originally I did have a full explanation in there, and then we realized it was just as funny to have Paul cut me off. <laughs> Basically, uh, yeah. In- in Castlevania 64, you play the character Reinhardt. Well, or Carrie. Or Carrie, but... But Reinhardt. Um, a lot of what these guys saw of Castlevania 64 was the magical nitro bit, which is really annoying, and the very, very end of the game. At the very, very end of the game, you need to go up a whole bunch of stairs. Reinhardt jumps faster than he walks, so my typical strategy for getting up long flights of stairs would be to just go jump, 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 jump. Uh, but he does this... But- his normal jump animation is like this weird, like one, like one leg up, sort like of like left, knee kick thing. Left leg, knee up, and then right arm up above his head. Yeah. And the thing is, if you jump, land, and then immediately jump again, he inverts it, so it does look like he is skipping gaily up the stairs. <laughs> yeah. And so for gaily, as in he is enjoying himself. <laughs> exactly. Yes. yes. So in high school, we would we would. Sometimes be like Reinhardt skip and then like do that to the end of the block, and it it was really really dumb. It, it's based. I mean, essentially the Reinhardt skip is just really, really, uh, really over, overdone skipping. Really high and you know far skipping. Yeah. There were competitions to see who could Reinhardt skip the farthest in a single stride. That kind of thing. Yeah. Winnerly Bill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when Bill participated, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of... Uh, yeah, we only saw the really stupid parts of that game, but apparently overall it wasn't great. Yeah, it was kind of lacking. Yeah. The, I still, yeah, the, the I still, Magical Nitro is the stupidest thing ever. You have, like, day, Magical Nitroglycerin, and if you jump or get hit at all, you explode. Yeah. How long did it take you to do that section? The first time, it took me a long time. But I played through that game so many times, I could I could totally do it in one try by the time I was done. Yeah, that's good. Speaking um, of which, what we're playing now? Uh... Perhaps. Jared wanted to... Oh, he was sure. still saying something. I don't remember... Oh, yeah. I never I never did track down a copy of Legacy of Darkness, which is apparently the better version of that game. But uh, Was it a, a sequel for 64? It wasn't a sequel so much. Like, it still had most of the same levels and things like that, but you played as a completely different character. Cornell the werewolf, just... um, who is actually the only character who actually looks better in the upcoming Castlevania Judgment fighting game. Um, oh, it's characters from only Castlevania games. Yeah, but it's really bad. Um, I will show you some video of it, it when we're done this podcast. Isn't that just it, every a whole bunch of guys with whips? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much this room right now. Whip Whoa. fight. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it, it looks pretty bad. So that's uh, a shame. Yeah. How's the new? Uh, well, okay, we may as well just talk about what we're playing. Now. I can't. I can't think of any. Other, I can't think of anywhere else to go from there in terms of hustle. So with Paul, uh, because Matt's obviously got a project. 
Yeah. But uh, well, actually, I was gonna I was gonna use that as a segue to ask you how the Castlevania game is for DS. It's really good. I uh, I am enjoying it. It's better than uh, Portrait of Ruin. Which... Oh, well, that's good because Portrait of Ruin wasn't that great. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's better than Dawn of Sorrow yet. I my original thought was yes, but I'm thinking maybe not. I'm not entirely sure. It it feels a lot more like you know a Simon's Quest kind of thing, and that you've got a wider variety of environments. So like you go into monasteries and into forests and swamps, and they're not afraid to just have levels that are literally a straight line or areas that are literally a straight line so it's like oh. go across this forest so Every, you start at one side not, of the forest you fight your way to the other side of the forest and then you can go to the town or whatever that's on the other side huh. so it's um, everything is in inside the castle right there's actually a world map and you can like choose locations on the map to go to Crazy. and uh and whatnot uh it still feels like a metroidvania game metroidvania is it, isn't that good though? Yeah, it, I mean, it's it's for the most part good. I, the problem with Metroidvania games, wait, Matt, please. The problem with with Metroidvania games is that they get they get they feel very samey after a while. Like they're basically just going through big square areas, fighting lots of different kinds of enemies. And the fact is, they've been going for so long now that the enemies are mostly rehashes. Right. So, right. I, I mean, they've done some cool stuff. There's a bunch of enemies that have, like, different moves that you wouldn't expect. Like, those spear guys now can chuck their spears across the room. What? And they were already super annoying, so now they're even more annoying. And there's a lot of kind of, like, creative stuff. There's a jailbreak level where you need to avoid spotlights as you're going through it and things like that. And the, and the glyph powers, which allow you to um, equip basically a different weapon to each hand, uh, like in Symphony of the Night, but then also combine them in certain attacks and combo them, uh, is, is a pretty cool system. It's... I mean, it's... The, that's sort of what you want, though, right? Like, I mean, we, I don't, I don't think Castlevania would work outside. Like that, that's that is, you know, it's that's, that is Castlevania. Yeah, I mean, well, Castlevania traditionally was more action oriented, right? Like, go for go through different levels and and fight. Right, stuff, right, but right. The, and there were more jumping challenge. Like, you can't really do a jumping challenge if without using spikes, I guess, in in a Metroidvania kind of thing, because you can't fall off the level. For example, um, there's less platforming, less sort of um, instant death kind of mm -hmm. scenarios it, it's more forgiving and uh and unless you have a ton of enemy variety it's a little bit more difficult mm -hmm. um definitely the hardest castlevania game to come out in a long time so that's really? too. oh yeah no that's coming from you that's actually pretty impressive you well, tend to rock castlevania games yeah but i mean my strategy for going through castlevania games has been like when i went through simply the night the first time i was level grinding and things like that and you know just going out and fighting enemies exploring a little bit more now i've gotten so effective at exploring in castlevania games it's like i go through each area once and only go back to it specifically to find the certain stuff that i couldn't find before because i didn't have the power up to get it or whatever so i basically when i fight a boss i will typically be severely underpowered oh, I see. um but that's, I mean, this, the game sort of expects that, and the bosses all have patterns and things like that that you can get to know. But, I, you know, I've had to fight each boss, you know, a bunch of different times to get those patterns and figure out how exactly I'm supposed to fight them. So that's that's good. And I got the bad ending already, but the good ending is proving a little bit more difficult to find. Uh, beyond that, I, uh, I've been playing Dark Sector. <laughs> really? Yeah. Which is what it not it's nothing more than it claims to be but it's actually pretty decent um what is what is it claim to be a, a passable resident evil 4 slash gears of war clone hmm. which is exactly what it is it's actually it's got some fun stuff i mean the glaive is is a gimmick that's like you've got you've got a boomerang basically 
But the premise is your guy was a secret agent who went into this place that's been infected with something that is totally not the T-virus. Right. Um, and he gets infected with it, but because he's on, like, drugs that stop him from being fully infected by it, it only gets up to his shoulder. So his arm zombifies, but they, the whole thing with this, because it's like the T-virus, you turn into a zombie and then you turn super powerful. Right. So his arm zombifies and then it becomes made out of metal and he gets this boomerang, uh, like the, which is exactly like the, the Krull boomerang um that he can chuck and do stuff so like you they give you all sorts of cool boomerang powers like you start to start with you can just throw it and, and like hack guys up but um as you go as you go on you can retrieve uh weapons that have dropped on the ground with it which is cool as well because um you can't the weapons that you pick up you can't you can't strip them and you uh they've got like a magnetic shield on them or something like that so or a magnetic bomb in them so after you use them for like 30 seconds um they uh, something inside them fucks up and you can't use them anymore. Hmm. So basically, you can use your own weapons or you can grab enemy weapons and use them temporarily huh. and thereby conserve ammo. So that's right. kind of a cool like way of doing it and it encourages you to grab, you know, like to, to, sh to hack up one guy, grab his shotgun, use it against a bunch of other guys, drop the shotgun, grab a machine gun, use that against some other guys. Sweet. Um, plus if you can hit a, hit a guy a couple of times and you can run up and do these really gory execution moves against them, which, um, are pretty well done and that's kind of neat. Um, oh yeah. And then, you know, as, as you go on, you can like, expl you can like throw your glaive and explode it like a grenade and do other cool stuff. Like but that. it keeps coming back to you. It always comes back to you because, uh, because it's, that, that's the way it's, it's a video game. It's, it's exactly. Oh, and you can after touch it too, which is a lot of fun. Like in, uh, <laughs> like in, uh, heavenly sword, you can, you can chuck it. And then hit the button again, and it goes into slow motion and follows the glaive really closely. And you can pilot it. What? So like you can you can chuck it and then send it around a corner and like cut two guys' heads off and whatnot. What? That's awesome. It's <laughs> you know what? It's it's not an awesome game, but for fifteen dollars, it's well worth the money. Like I, if I had to make a list of like things that are awesome in video games but don't work in real life, yeah. Jumping would be the top of the list, you know, because jumping in video games is awesome. Jumping in real life, not very useful. Uh, boomerangs would be definitely pretty pretty high up on that list. Yeah, yeah. Boomerangs seem very cool in video games. <laughs> they don't really work that well in real life, in real unless life, you're really no, good at it. Kind of lame. Yeah, and also you can't aftertouch them. No, but that would be dope. Uh, also, skateboards. Uh, very, very distressing when skateboards don't uh, just, you can jump off them and they'll zoom along under you and pick you up again. Not good. And I know anyway. I've been, I know I've been talking for, for a while now, but I also, I beat Mass Effect, uh, as a paragon. And so I started it again. I was playing a chick the first time, obviously. So I was playing a female paragon with, you know, like the spacer and army hero backgrounds. This time I've, I've started again as a male renegade with the soul survivor and ruthless backgrounds. And um, so you're gonna be like Mr. Dillhole. I'm just going around <laughs> being a total dick to everyone, which in Mass Effect is awesome. Like I play through um, through one mission and it's basically like, so uh, I'm the bad guy, I'm gonna make my escape and you're not gonna stop me because I, I have planted a bomb on those 14 hostages over there. So see ya, I'm like, no, I'm killing you now. So I attack the bad guy and let him blow up the 14 hostages. And so, so does that, like, cut out a whole chunk of the plot later no, on? No, it, it doesn't actually have, like, it, it has some consequences, but not a lot. So the guy, like, the guy who was helping you out and who you're doing the mission for at the end runs up. He's like, you killed them, but, oh, you killed them. So now I can get all my family back. He's like, no, they're all dead. 
what? I it's like no, I made the call. They're dead. Why would you do something like that? Uh, it seemed like the best idea at the time. <laughs> Shit happens. Live with it. Speaking of moral choices, uh, what I've been playing pretty much constantly, as Matt can attest to, for the past week is Fallout Three, which I didn't he, get to talk about last week. If if he could, he would be playing it right now. Christ, yes. It's I am pretty much obsessed with that game. Uh, I was a, I've always been a fan of of uh, Fallout and. Uh, yeah, it's it's really really good. How much of like a review did you guys give of it last week? We talked about it a bit. Before. I don't remember. Okay. Um, as I've said on the forums and everything else, uh, if someone tries to you know give it the uh, the it's weird because when it first came out, I I was hearing from a bunch of people that they had heard that it wasn't getting very well reviewed, which proves not to be the case. It's been getting phenomenally well reviewed. Yep. Uh, because it's awesome. And it is way more than Oblivion with guns. If you liked Oblivion, you'll probably like it just fine. Uh, I liked Oblivion. I like this way, 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 way more. I think that the um, a lot of what I've heard is that if you're going into it looking for something that is entirely turn-based Fallout, you're going to be disappointed. Yes. And if you're going into it looking for a shooter, you are going to be disappointed. Yes, because it is neither of those things. And like, Because as a first-person shooter, you're like, why am I not hitting him? I'm pointing right at him. That's because you suck at guns right now, because you just got out of the vault. You're wildly inaccurate. This is a stats-based game. Yeah. It's not a first-person shooter. It is first-person perspective, it is not, a, it is not an FPS. And now, I knew about the battle system going into it, because I'd read up about it, because I was like, oh god, what are they doing to Fallout? Oh god. And they, they did an amazing job. The, the, the stats, the skills... Um, the, like the perks, the way that it's set up, the atmosphere, the the quests, the characters, everything is Fallout. Yes, the engine's different, the combat is different. The vast system is great, and you can choose to never not use it. And I always use it. I'm always like, freeze, headshot, 95%, fire, kablam! It blows their head right off. I also took Bloody Mess recently, just because it's fun. And not, also, you didn't take it for the increased damage? Because apparently that's why everyone takes it. Yeah, sure. Uh, in in the original Fallout, Bloody Mess didn't even have a bonus. Bloody Mess was just people explode. Uh, one, one thing I've heard, um, I read a review of it. It was a very positive review. But one thing they said that uh, it doesn't quite have the uh, the same kind of humor as the earlier Fallout games. I don't think that's. I don't think. I don't think that's that's uh, that's accurate. I found a lot of really funny stuff. Um, I mean, it, it, like the first Fallout games, they had like the random encounters, which were just complete. Like, like, just references to funny stuff, like you encountered, like Arthur and his knights from the Holy Grail, except they were all wearing power armor. And, uh, you know... Right, right, just, just totally non-sequitur stuff. Yeah, right. and you still do find a lot of stuff like that that's just completely out of left field. But, uh, I don't know, I find that, uh, like, your, like, your dialogue options, especially if you're going to be an ass, are really funny. Yes. Yeah, like I love, like I like I opened a door and this guy was just standing there and I wasn't because it was like a dungeon filled with like ghouls and I wasn't expecting anything and I, and I opened a door and there's this guy standing right at the door looking at me and I'm like holy Jesus God that guy startled me and then and then he started talking to me and he's like oh don't do that you startled me and one of your responses is the fuck are you talking about you scared the hell out of me. <laughs> So that's how I responded, because <laughs> that's how I felt. And then he gets all indignant and is like, that's no way to talk to a scientist. Yeah. He'll excuse me. But um, uh, no, that's not to say that I do not have complaints. I have, I have a couple complaints, uh, which is how it handles um, hacking and lockpicking, uh, which is leaning more in the sort of oblivion 
area. In the game direction? Uh, yes. In, uh, in Fallout originally, is you had your lockpick skill, which was, at, you know, it was a percent out of 100, and you tried to pick a lock, and if the lock had a different percentage or whatever, then you couldn't pick it. Mm. You know, like, you could keep trying, and maybe you'd luck out, but, you know, you most often, you, you know, it, it just you couldn't pick it. Uh, this, you have bobby pins, which you find you find enough of. I've never run out of bobby pins, so that's, that's no big deal. But you need one to pick a lock. And uh, when you pick a lock, a little like lock tumbler shows up, and you have to put the bobby pin at the right angle and then twist this sort of screwdriver. And if you don't have it at the right angle, then the bobby pin will shake, and you can readjust it. And then you keep twisting the screwdriver, and if you do that three times, or if, if you do it too much, the bobby pin will break, and you have to use another bobby pin. Then you have an option to force the lock, out of a percentage, if you succeed, it opens. If not, then you break the bobby pin off inside, and it uh, then you can never open that lock again, uh, except with, with the key. With yeah, except with the key. Um, but the annoying thing is, is if a lock is, uh, if a lock is average, like easy, like there's very easy, easy, average, and like oblivion. hard and very hard. If it's average, you can't even attempt it unless you have a lockpick skill of fifty. Mm. If it's very hard, you can't even attempt it unless you have a lockpick skill of hundred. That bugs me. Mm. That really, really bothers me. It's the same with hacking. If it's an if it's an averagely encrypted computer, you cannot do it unless you have a science of fifty or higher. Mass Effect pulls the same trick. Actually. I that really, really bugs me because that was that's even know. if you had basically no chance of doing it. Yeah, you still would like. To and the the that. hacking thing is the the hacking mini game. It's a neat mini game. It's really annoying. I don't like doing it over and over and over again because I hack anything because you get experience for it. It's not pipe dream. No, it's not. It's not pipe dream. It, like it's a cool thing. It's the way that you sort of decode the that you have to sort of decode the password. Like there's like a big field of text within which is a bunch of words, and you can highlight them. And then you you get like four attempts or five attempts, depending on how your science is, and compared to how the lock is or how encryption is. You pick a word, and it's like this has two. Like a, they're all nine letter word. Yeah, they're all nine letter words. And you go, you pick one, and it goes. This has two of nine uh, letters accurate. And you go, okay, and then you pick a different word, and this one has three of nine, and you have four attempts to figure out from the words you've selected and the words that are there what the actual word is. And yeah, it's cool, but when you're going through a dungeon, you know, you don't want to have to be like, oh, fuck, now i got to spend five minutes decoding this thing, right? So it's... Well, I guess then the, the alternative is that you don't pick it. Yeah. You don't try to So those are my own, those are really my only, like, my only objections. Everything else I'm really, really enjoying. I'm going through as a good character. There's different achievements if you go through as a good, neutral, or evil character. And like, like Jared was saying, I'm really looking forward to when I get to go through as an evil character. Because going through as a good character first, you get to make a list. <laughs> and when I go through as an evil character, that list had better watch out because they are in a lot of trouble. <laughs> Basically, anyone who's a little, who, you know, who's a little annoying to me, yeah. I'm like, oh, you guys are so dead, so dead. When I go through this game again, it's funny because the the example that's always cited is the big moral choice is Megaton at the very beginning of the game. Yeah. Um, but uh, I was talking to someone who was like, so I was not gonna destroy Megaton, you know, I was gonna do all the quests and things like that. But then I kept on running into people who were assholes, and so I had to kill them. And by the time I was done, I had killed everyone in town. And so I figured I might as well just destroy it. <laughs> wow. You don't have to kill them just because they're a dick to you. <laughs> like, I, I've, I, uh, I've only killed one person in cold blood, I think. Mm. And it's because... Because uh, um, he was being a dick to you? <laughs> no, it's because it's, it's he was a giant bigot. And I had a quest to kill him and three other bigots. Because they were they were racist against ghouls so 
the, the nice part about not blowing up Megaton though is yeah. that then you get to is uh, then you can do a uh, a quest at the, actually it probably doesn't affect that quest anyway. There's a quest. <laughs> Spoiler warning here. Uh, there's a there's Tenpenny Tower, which is this tower of very it's like a very sort of posh tower that you know mostly managed to survive and it's been fixed up and a bunch of bunch of elitist assholes live there and uh there's some ghouls nearby who want to get in now there's two kinds of ghouls there's the ghouls that you can talk to and there's feral ghouls who are just mindless monsters and the ghouls are like hey you know could can we live there please you know there's nothing else for us here in this part of the wasteland and they're like no you're ghouls you're freaky you weird us out and you're terrible people and you eat your babies and they're like no no we don't that's not how it can we can we live there, please? So, you've got you've got three ways of solving this this quest. Um, one is you you work for the guys at Tenpenny Tower and you go and kill all the ghouls. Mm-hmm. Two is you go and work for the ghouls and you kill everyone in Tenpenny Tower. <laughs> like everyone in Tenpenny Tower. Everyone. Uh, neither of these gets you very good karma. The third option is uh, you go and talk to the ghouls and you're like, we can work this out. Let me try. And he's like, right, fine, but make it fast. And you go and talk to Tenpenny Tower. You, you talk to Alfred Tenpenny, who I also later got to kill because he was a giant bigot. And I was like, uh, um, you know, can you let these people live here? And he's like, well, I mean, I don't really care. You know, I guess if they, you know, if they step out of line, it'll be good sport hunting him down. But, uh, you know, as long as it's okay with the residents. And you got to go around to like a bunch of the residents and convince them that, you know, that they want them to live here. Luckily, I have high enough speech skill, so I was able to, with a success rate of 100%, be like, look, this is happening, either like it or get out. And so some of them stayed, some of them some of them moved out. I'm like, great, everyone's happy. So like, okay, ghouls, you can move in now, you can do this. And then everyone was happy. They're all walking around, you know, they're all there. And, you know, now the ghouls are wearing suits as well. And, <laughs> and all the people from Tempity Tower are like, you know, they're actually, you know, they're really nice. Uh, I'm sorry I, I thought so well of them. You know, it's, it's a really nice community. You know, uh, one of the shopkeepers left because she was really racist and afraid, and so one of them, one of the ghouls, is now selling stuff at her shop, and you know, it's really cool. Then you come back later, and the ghouls have killed everyone. <laughs> it's like, oh, thanks, assholes. <laughs> That's awesome. It's not, it's not your fault though. So you still get the good karma for that quest, but it's like, fuck, you dicks. Nice. Um, if I may interject at no, this Paul point, no, Paul hasn't gone yet in time. Uh, well, neither have I. But, uh, but I just but, wanted to note. I'll briefly finish. I'm sorry. So Fallout is great. I've been playing it absolutely nonstop. It you really, really should get it. Even if you, you know, if you're a fan of the original game, I think there will, you know, the combat is different. Yes, but I think you'll enjoy that, and there'll be enough in it there that you'll you'll still like it very much. So Fallout's awesome. Excellent. Yeah. Um, falling from a height of eight feet. You ask, why would you figure this out when you ask these people to do it? Well, I I don't know that my calculations are right. So at this point, it's up to them to confirm. But uh, falling from a height of 8 feet, a 3.5 kilogram Xbox 360 would hit you with a, an approximate force of 188 pounds. Huh. Doesn't seem that bad. 188, like the equivalent of 188 pounds on your chest? I, well, yes. It's not like it would hit my chest. No, but 100, like... Possibly is but, but, but that's like the equivalent, you know, so that's like lifting a 188-pound person. Like that's, 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 that's quite a lot. That's not going to break you, though. Yeah, it wouldn't kill me. Well, that would... 188 pounds in a small area, though, would... It's true. That's I mean, 188 be, pounds in it wouldn't a be, thing the size of an Xbox. It wouldn't be pleasant, but that's I don't the, think it would that's, break that's you. That's the... Uh, that, if my calculations are correct, is the force of impact. That is the equivalent of having me with my laptop <laughs> and maybe, like, the camera... Possibly sitting on your chest. 
Yeah, which is I yes, mean, but, uh, not pleasant, but doable, I think. Uh, I, Let's test. You, Matt, could, you could crack a rib doing that. Uh, yeah. yeah, it would It would not be a happy time. Anyways, Matt, what are you playing? Uh, I am also playing Fallout and a little bit of World of Warcraft. I, too, like Fallout. I'm not as far into it as Graham is because he plays it until god-awful god in the night, and I can't stay up that late. Um, You're going to have to next weekend. But, uh, yeah, I... Uh, I've been playing Fallout. Um, apparently, if you blow up Megaton, it opens up some really cool stuff later in the game. Oh, well, I it also closes see. down a bunch of stuff in Megaton. Yeah, that's yeah, the there's idea. all the quests you can't do in Megaton. Really, but, really uh, closes down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I ran into this is uh, there's a quest at the beginning in Megaton, the 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 Wasteland Survival Guide. Have you done yeah. that one? Have you completed it? No, because there's like a bunch of stuff to do in that. Yeah, in that thing. When you eventually complete it over the course of which you get all the you know the various stuff, but then she actually publishes the book. Uh, and I I was wandering through the wasteland because I like to do that. I'm like, oh, there's a giant area I haven't explored. I'm just gonna go walking through this area. And I ran into a wastelander uh, who's just like, you know, like, uh, you know, hey, this is my area. You you know, you got to get the book and you know go somewhere else. I'm like, book? What book? Oh, the Wasteland Survival Guide. It's the reason my family and I are back up to two meals a day. I'm like, really? I helped write that book. Oh, thanks. That's it. There's nothing. He doesn't, you know, he's like, I got shit all to give you, so whatever. That's the entire conversation, but it's just like, oh, cool. neat. I hope so. So it really, thanks. really, they really uh, try for the persistent world stuff. Oh, yeah. And it works really, okay. There's a mission where you have to go to a, you have to go to a place and find someone. Just ignore it. I'm not going to give you spoilers. You find them, and this person is like, hey, we need to go to Rivet City which is like the other side of the map. And then he, then they run out of the room. And I'm like, what? And I chase after. And they go, like, they, go, they go through the door, and I go through the door. And I realize that they are literally running across the map to Rivet City. And I, I follow them the whole way there. It took me like half an hour, but I just wanted to see what happened. And they, they ran the whole way there. I guess if you had fast traveled, they probably would have fast traveled too. But, well, but he, they weren't in my party. They were just walking. Like, if, if someone's in your party and you fast travel, they go with you. But, I mean, presumably, if I had fast travel, then they would have just already been there. Right. right? But the fact is, if if someone in the game is like, all right, well, screw this. I'm going to this place. And they start walking off. Actually, they actually walk to that place. It's crazy. Yes. Uh, I am playing... Well, I, uh, I've been experimenting with this thing. There's a, a company called uh, Game Access. Um, that uh, they're sort of like uh, Netflix, except for video games, and mm -hmm. in Canada. So oh. they're, actually, they're closer to GameFly. I was going to say GameFly. <laughs> yeah, they're GameFly, except they're in Canada. Yeah. Um, they've got a distribution center in Vancouver, actually. Um, and so you uh, you say, I want all these games, and then you uh, and then they choose whatever game comes in first, yeah. sends it off to you, uh, and then you play it for as long as you want and send it back and you subscribe to it it's, it's kind of a cool idea I'm, I'm just in sort of, sort of initial testing stages unfortunately like it's I, I don't know how, how successful it will be in terms of like popular games you know like if I wanted to play um, Fallout right now I don't know whether I could actually get it because yeah. presumably it's being used but um, so out of my big list of games they decided to send me Onomusha Warlords <laughs> which uh, which I put on because I was like oh yeah I remember that game that was cool because that's, that's like a really old PS2 game yeah uh and uh, it is indeed really cool. It has the problem that I think it was an early PS. It was a very early PS2 game. It was an early PS2 game, and the actual the the it looks quite good, like cause it's pre-rendered background, so it looks quite good. And the but the control system, it's got that 
uh, you Resident Evil. You you turn and then run, turn and run instead of uh, instead of using the controls. And in right. an action game that does not work at all. <laughs> like Resident, the, the controls are are uh, based on where, on your character's position. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like up on no, the no, no. stick is no, the direction it's, they're facing. No, it's left and right is turn your body. Yeah. Yeah. Forward and back is run forward. Yeah, back. depending it's, on where the character's facing, not the orientation of the screen. Yeah, game. yeah, yeah. So. I, I uh, think, and it's also it also doesn't use the D sticks, the, the sticks at all. It only uses the oh, the D pad, which, yeah. uh, and so, uh, which which like Resident Evil kind of gets away with it because it's you know survival horror. It's you're sort of creeping around all this stuff, but this is a flat. This is basically Devil May like it's basically Devil May Cry, right? Yeah. In upper, you absorb orbs to upgrade your weapon, right? It is Devil May Cry, but just with this really bad... Well, it's, I mean, it's the missing link between Resident Evil and, and Devil May Cry, because Devil May Cry was originally sort of a gothic horror Resident Evil-style game. Oh, really? It didn't have, like, the crazy action fighting sequences? Well, with, with action fighting, but, I mean, the, the, the story about Devil May Cry is always that the, the combo system was an accident. Mm. Um, that they started... they Someone had a test build or something like that and they realized that they could spam attacks and keep an enemy in the air for a while right. and they were like hey let's just build the game around this and so it went from being something that was a little bit more you know gothic horror to something that was pretty much just flat out stylish action yeah and uh so it is it's uh it's quite cool the it's got the longest opening intro thing that i've seen in a long time and most incomprehensible <laughs> so if you're ever playing it just... oh like the, the big the big cg intro yeah yeah, yeah. and it, it seems like like not only is it really long but it seems like a whole bunch of it is missing because it's like <laughs> what that cg intro didn't have anything to do with my guy what what oh okay they stole a princess i have to save the princess okay i can do that i can save the princess no problem I can do that. Fight, fight the demons. They appear. Kill them. All right. This I can handle. All the other stuff just doesn't matter. So, uh, yeah. So, I am experimenting with that. And uh, Onimusha is a fun game. It's, uh, it, it's a testament to, um, you know, that certain style of fighting, of, of sort of action games, kind of like Devil May Cry, where the fact that you have to turn and then, you know, turn with two buttons and then move forward and back doesn't actually matter as much as it would normally because your attacks are so incredibly cool. You're just like... Quack, 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 and you sort of auto-target on people. So you can actually attack along in a line and spin around and attack other people without ever actually hitting the move keys. <laughs> and of course, you can you can hold your sword up in front of you and block oh, yeah, projectiles yes. coming from behind you. You, you block you, anything. You can, as, when your sword is up, you can, you're basically invincible, um, yeah. except for a couple of killer attacks. But There's a boss, that, there's like a giant, there's a guy with like a giant club bigger than you, like yeah. literally the size of a tree, and he hits you and just tink. Yeah, fine. He's got one move that actually does break your block. But yeah. other than that, you can keep back you all day and it won't hurt you. So uh, yeah, that's what I've been playing. It's cool. Excellent. Well, uh, that leaves us with about nine minutes. Yeah, for uh, we, we really went a long time on that one. Ask Claire. Ask Claire. Ask one or two questions. You can do that. So, we got got rid of Fallout now though, so we don't have to talk about it anymore. Yeah. I've already posted this. Or who's this? Meatox. Meatox. I've already posted this question in the spore thread in general discussion, but I said to myself, what better way to ask the lure question, or what better way to ask lure crew a question than ask lure? So, that is a good way of asking this question. What are your spore, what does it say? Sporedia? 
Sporpedia? Sporpedia. Sporpedia. Oh, Sporpedia. 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 Oh, Spore IDs. I don't think anybody uh, don't actually think plays. None of us Spore. really play Sport. Jerry, I, I, play? I, play, I played it a little bit, but I never really got to the point of doing that kind of stuff. My computer doesn't run it, so I have, I've played around with the creature creator on Tally's computer, but I forget off the top of my head what her ID is. Yeah. I just got kind of bored with Spore, and frankly, my Spore guys are really boring. Like I said when we were talking about it, it's just... I, I always just made the most simple form because I realized that it didn't actually make any difference. Because you were min-maxing your spore characters, Paul. Yeah, so I was just like, hey, it, my guys, he's brown, and he's got four legs and a big mouth. Cool. That's about it. And, uh, or no, I, he's, yeah, two legs, two arms, and a big mouth. I have a copy of spore, but I don't have a spore ID. <coughs> For fuck's sake, man. Yeah, that was painful. That, you did that <laughs> we when we were first talking about spore. You did exactly the same thing. You're like, I have a copy of Spore that I purchased legitimately. And then paused for literally eight seconds <laughs> and then went, <coughs> it's okay. I didn't pause at all at that time. And I don't see why that bothers you so I, much. See, I can't understand how that would be fun. Because isn't the whole point of Spore like about sharing content? I was just interested in seeing what the game was about. It's, I mean, the, the sharing of content doesn't really happen until the end. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, well, no, it's possible. But there's a bunch of people, a bunch of monsters. Like, it doesn't really matter. Like, if you when you're playing it through the first time, you you know you can. There's all the uh, the pre-made monsters that you haven't even seen. So, yeah. I mean, I imagine it would be just the same. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Uh, awesome, Andrew asks, "What are your favorite video game? Or no, it just says favorite. Oh yeah, video game soundtracks." Personally, I enjoy any of the Katamari soundtracks just because they're so awesome. Uh, I haven't actually played Katamari, but... Um, well, there's some good soundtracks. Uh, the soundtrack to the first Katamari is pretty sweet. It is. Uh, you know, Final Fantasy is always, yeah, Final Final Fantasy, is always uh, sweet. Resident Evil has, has some awesome soundtracks. Yeah, uh, I'm going to throw Castlevania, but Resident everyone knew that was coming. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, especially... I was, was going to say Castlevania. Symphony well. of the Night has a good soundtrack. The yeah. other, A lot of the other ones have, you know, are really up and down. Bioshock has a great soundtrack. Yeah, um, Halo. Time. Halo has a pretty decent, epic-sounding soundtrack. Yep. For um, for some reason, uh, Oni has the soundtrack is fairly generic, except for one area where it's like super awesome. This like crazy electric violin music that's no, really, really great. Huh. Um, but for the rest of it, it's just fairly generic. But just that one section, I don't know. Oni is a very up and down game, but <laughs> uh, you get the the idea that like different people worked on different parts of it. I so. love the music in Geometry Wars. Yeah, yeah Geometry yeah. Wars is sweet. Oh, and Braid. Braid has very good music. I should go. Yeah. Yeah. Into the... <laughs> yes. Braid, the Braid soundtrack should be just Soldier Boy doing a... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dominique Applegard asks, it has been said a Canadian is an American who knows how to have sex in a canoe. Do you agree that? or disagree? It's anonymous. Um, Do you agree or disagree? Discuss citing examples. That, okay, you know what? That's that's a joke. Yeah, I heard, is, a, I heard a comedian on Just for Laughs say that we're unarmed Americans with healthcare. No, but they, like that that is a joke that has been thoroughly twisted, and because the joke is, yeah. um, how, what, is it, how is having sex in a canoe like American beer? Yeah, they're both fucking, fucking near close, water, fucking close, fucking close to water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking close to water. Yeah. And Which is a, that's a solid joke, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but 
American beer jokes are always fair game in Canada. Right? <laughs> yeah. I think that's really the difference between Americans and Canadians. But <laughs> I, I just find it interesting that you know that can ch- that can be turned into because this is obviously derived from that joke. But an American is can- a Canadian who loves to have sex in a canoe. Yeah, it's sort of a weird. Maybe uh, that's just that American has has not understood the joke. And yeah, it's possible. I I would tend towards that. Uh, uh, so is he asking, have we ever had sex in a canoe? I, I will not confirm or deny. Wow. Awesome. Similarly, I, uh, will I not I confirm him. or deny whether or not James was involved? <laughs> okay. I'm scared because I don't remember this at all. <laughs> I don't own a canoe. Uh, he didn't confirm you, or deny. You can rent canoes. I was going to say, I never confirmed or denied owning a canoe. Yeah, exactly. Anyways. That well, was, what the canoe was made out of. That, that This is scaring me. Yeah, uh, Captain Sabretooth. What happened to the album art that used to appear in the RSS feed? Uh, did it go away? I, I assume so. Well, yeah. It did at least September 10th. Uh, someone, should, someone complained about that and, and it got fixed. Okay. That was uh, around the site update, wasn't it? Uh, it's possible. Yeah, there should be album art. I mean, it's, it's just for the, for the regular video feed, there should be just a picture of the Loading Ready Rent thing. And for the Lurcast, there should be everything from, from I think blog. iTunes does some creative things, too, because, I mean... For mine, I get uh, video captures for the videos, um, and I actually get nothing for the podcast. Nothing for the really? for the oh. album. I get a, a picture of the logo, and for the for the vid- for the video feed, I get uh, the serious business crew shot. Huh. Huh. It's possible that the serious business thing went away for some reason. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next one, question. One more. Dylan asks: Do any of you download TV shows via torrents? Yes. If yes. so, what site or private trackers do you use? The usual one. Yeah, pretty much. Mini Nova. Mini Nova. I just my What's my. What do you uh, use? Well, the the TV uh, TV TVRSS. TVRSS. I use I use it's PVRSS is not actually a tracker. It's just a, a no. it links to Mini Nova basically. Yeah, it's but it's uh, it's good. Uh, it's just a more sort of civilized way of accessing. Yeah. Pretty uh, much Mini Nova. It's uh, I don't actually have a television at all, um, so I. Uh, Twitter. That's how I get all my. So TV. you really are pirating it. It's it's I don't I don't have a TV. Um, yet I probably watch as much TV as anybody else. Yeah, it's I, true. It's just I don't watch commercials. Yeah. <laughs> what I, happened to uh, What happened to Supernova? Uh, Supernova went off the air. Was like, taken down three years yeah. ago. No, they, ne- they never actually got taken. Got taken oh, they down were threatened with no, action. No, no. They everybody else was. There's like three other people oh, were right. threatened, and they decided to kill themselves before it happened. Yeah. Huh. And then uh, that was good site. That, that was like the ones the, that went down. Because I'm trying to remember what they went. Because I uh, remember Sumo Torrents. I think was one of the big ones that went down. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Well, Pirate Bay has been around forever, and they basically laugh at people when they try to take. Yeah, it down. Pirate, Pirate Bay has never been taken down. Well, at least not for any significant amount of time. I'm not a big fan of Pirate Bay, honestly. Really? Not, not well, crazy the, their layout. The, the trick with the trick with Pirate Bay is I don't actually access them for much, but basically everybody like many half of the mini Nova torrents are actually they are yeah are actually using Pirate like Pirate Bay. I don't think they really actually care about their front end. They're basically just a tracker. I know what you're thinking about, probably Demonoid. Demonoid, uh, no, Demonoid's back. Yeah, well, I know it's back, but they, it did go down. They, they go down, went down for like six I meant, months. I meant, I meant, like, from I meant like years ago when, when Supernova went down. See, I don't even remember. I don't even remember the sites that got taken down. With Supernova. Um, yeah, no. Yeah. I only really used Supernova back then, so yeah. I remember there was another one that was big that got taken that I that I used that I got with, but it's uh. Yeah, they they seem to come in in waves the um, uh, the takedown notices, but Power Bay will always be there. Probably, <laughs> Mini Nova's done pretty well for itself too. Yeah, Mini Nova's uh, pretty big, and Demonoid's still pretty huge. So I like Demonoid's private, which is nice. You know, it's got a, it does have a higher quality. Yeah, stuff. that and that's what I use most often. 
Anyway. So that was Askler. Um, we got anything else to talk about? I don't think so. Not really. Nope. Actually. I yeah. lose my life next Friday. Yeah. Yeah, you and me both. Yeah. Me and Matt probably won't be here next Friday. Saturday. So enjoy the podcast with no Matt or me. Yay! Yay, finally. Hooray. That's the end of our show. Ha!